Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 284. We're really building up there now. Like, I remember when I was excited to have like 100 episodes, and now I've got almost 300. It's wild. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the Doomsday Clock. All right? Um, so it's going to be kind of a really wild episode. But before I get into that, allow me to say the sponsor for this video we don't have one but this is a new announcement i'm making if you want to sponsor this video or any other video i guess you can't really sponsor this one because i'm already you'll you'll be hearing me put this up if you want to sponsor a video of mine you literally just have to send me money and say i want you to say this on the podcast and i'll do it I mean, the, I don't know an exact amount of money. I guess it depends on what you want me to say and for how many episodes. But you just give me money, and I'll say whatever you want on this podcast. Like, I'm I'm very, very blatantly selling out here. Mostly because I want money. All right. Anyway, now that that is out of the way. Uh, so, the Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock is a symbol that represents the likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe. It was made... It's been maintained since 1947 by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. It's a metaphor for threats for, to humanity from unchecked scientific and technological advances. The main factors are nuclear risk and climate change. Um, so the original setting in 1947 was seven minutes to midnight. And basically, midnight is like everything goes down. Haywire, we're dead. Good night. Mm. So... The original was seven minutes. Um, it's been set backward and forward 24 times since, the furthest being 17 minutes in 1991, the nearest being what's currently in the present since 2020, 100 seconds to midnight, which is uh, not great. It was moved to two and a half minutes in 2017, two minutes to midnight in 2018 in January, and then left unchanged in 2019. 2020, it was moved forward to 100 seconds before midnight. It's been unchanged since then. Since 2010, it has been moved forward over four minutes and has changed by five minutes and 20 seconds since the original 1947 seven minutes. Um, the clock has moved backward eight times and forward 16 times. Um, so... That's this is this is the doomsday clock. All right. Well, I guess a slightly heavier topic, but also we all kind of knew it without the doomsday clock. So like, eh. I'm honestly at the yeah. Normally, I'm like more concerned with global catastrophe. I actually spend like quite a bit of time worrying about that. Honestly, it's kind of a kind of an issue. But right now. I just spent about four hours playing Enter the Gungeon, right? And I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. So I did a kind of not not super easy achievement. Um, I unlocked the Gunslinger, and the Gunslinger is one of the characters you can play as. And to unlock the Gunslinger is very, very complicated. You have to play as this other character, the, the Paradox, which is like this weird space entity that um you get like random starting items so you never know if it's going to be so like you could have a really good run with them could have a really bad one i get like a pretty i get a really good starting gun and a really kind of meh item so eh. oh, well. excuse me um 
but you have to do that. Then you have to travel through the whole game, go to bullet hell, beat the boss there, which will send you back in time to start a second run as the gunslinger, which you then have to beat a special version of the Lich where you have to fight two of them at once. And then you get the character. So it's like, it's pretty annoying to have to do two runs in a row. And I did it in a very, very slow way in that uh, basically there's this item called clone where if you have the clone item and you die, you keep all your stuff and you reset to four, you're like the first floor. So you have to run through everything again. So as the paradox, I made it to bullet hell, which is six floors down. I died my clone, I, but I'd picked up a clone. So that kicked in. So then I ran through the entire thing again, got all the stuff. I end up easily beating the lich. Then I have to fight the lich again, but this time it's the gunslinger. And so I run through, I pick up yet another clone because it's a different run technically. And I end up making it to the fifth floor, dying and then coming back and then finally make it to bullet hell and actually winning. Um, but it was just, it took a long time and I was very focused. Um, and that took about maybe three or four hours, <coughs> which is very long for a, a Gungeon run. So I'm very, very tired from that. Um, but we're talking about the Doomsday Clock. We're not talking about my Gungeon thing. I was just very proud of myself. I wanted to share. Mm. So... The Doomsday Clock's origins can be traced back to an international group of researchers called the Chicago Atomic Scientists, who had participated in the Manhattan Project. If you don't know what the Manhattan Project is, basically, that was uh, what they called the research and development of that led to nuclear weapons. It was kind of a really important thing. After the atomic bombings of, of course, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those two terrible tragedies, um, they began publishing a newsletter um that and then a magazine the bulletin of atomic scientists which since its inception has depicted the clock on every cover it was first represented in 1947 um what's up and just like because that's when the clock started and it's not a gauge to register the ups and downs of the international power struggle. It's just to re intended to reflect basic changes in the level of continuous danger in which mankind lives in the nuclear age, which is kind of scary. Not going to lie. It's a little scary. Um, the, it, was re it was redesigned in 2007 to give it a more modern feel. And... In 2009, the Bulletin ceased its print edition and became one of the first print publications to become entirely digital in the U.S. Um, the clock is now found as part of the logo on the Bulletin's website. Information about the Doomsday Clock Symposium, a timeline of the clock settings, and multimedia shows about the clock's history and culture can also be found on this website. I've done actually a bunch of looking at this, and it's, it's really interesting. It's interesting. Uh, they also do Ukraine coverage, which is just kind of, which is also interesting, but we're not getting into that right now. Um, I'm looking through all the different minutes to midnight. 1947 to 1949 was a four minute jump, which is kind of scary. 
Uh, this then changed to two minutes in 1953, but it went back to seven in 1960. So apparently 1960, things got a lot better. Um, but like you can read the statements of why they changed it. So if you want to see why they... I'm going to look at why it went to 17 minutes in 1991. Um, they felt the world had entered a new era. Um, it had never been moved so far at one time. Uh, conceived at the dawn of the Cold War, the clock was designed with a 15-minute range um, because the one of the Bolton's founders said the 15-minute scale was all anyone thought it would be needed in their lifetimes. Um, but now people would saying that with a bunch of, like, the Strategic Arms Limitation Treaty, uh, they thought that, hey, maybe we're actually in a slightly safer era right now, which was promptly changed in 1993. 1995 when it went to 14 went to 9 in 1998 7 in 2002 5 in 2007 and it changed sort of like up and down a whole bunch of times until uh, eventually it ended up at 100 seconds which is very scary very scary um but hey that's just how it be i guess so now we know, now we've got like an idea of what the doomsday clock is. Um, there's some basis for settings. It is basically midnight has a deeper meaning besides the constant threat of war. Um, things like politics, energy, weapons, diplomacy, and climate science. Uh, including potential sources of threat include nuclear threats, climate change, bioterrorism, and ar even artificial intelligence. Um, so basically midnight is how close they think humanity is to the end of civilization, which is really terrifying. Um, I can't believe it actually got up to 17 minutes at one point. That's, they must've been really confident in how safe we were. And the fact that since 91, what 1991 to now is just what is that 31 years? Yeah. 31 years. It went down to a hundred seconds. That's, that's a big 31 years. I'm going to drink some more water. <laughs> um, I always thought the doomsday clock was very, very interesting, just as a concept, just as a concept. Um, the... The Doomsday Clock has become a universally recognized metaphor, according to the Two-Way, which is an NPR blog. Um, the clock attracts more daily visitors to the Bulletin site than any other feature, according to the Bulletin. Um, it's, it has been um, criticized by some people, uh, such as Anders Sandberg of the Future of Humanity Institute stated that the grab bag of threats currently mixed together by the clock can induce paralysis, apparently, which is an opinion to have. I wish it wasn't called doomsday, such a scary word. Yeah, well, it's meant to be scary, because midnight is meant to be the end of civilization. Like, the end of humanity as we know it that's terrifying it should be the doomsday clock it should be scary because it's a scary concept it should be called the don't worry about how scary the world is right now but here's the current situation clock i feel like that might be a little long maybe we can make an acronym that'd be what 
No, I'm not making that. It rolls off the tongue, yeah. Uh, no, it's... I think they were really trying to make a statement. Like, honestly, it feels like a Banksy piece, you know? If that makes any sense. Um, there's a, I have actually a chart of the timeline, which actually really puts in perspective. Uh, I'm going to actually send that to the Discord, which you can join through the link in the description. You can also call in or even just be in the live chat of my live shows, which are done on Podbean. So get the app if you want to. But I'll go put uh, the chart in general, because I think that's really interesting to see how the clock has moved up and down. Um, let's see. Got a big chart and a whole bunch of popular culture stuff as well. Um, such as Iron Maiden's 1984 song, Two Minutes to Midnight. Apparently there's a lot of songs that actually um, refer to the Doomsday Clock. People really like doing that. Um, let's see. Okay, totally just... I love that uh, Wikipedia has a section for global catastrophic risks. There's a, it's really long and actually separated into here are the different categories: technological, which is where the Doomsday Clock uh, page sits; um, sociological, ecological, biological, astronomical, eschatological. Eschat oh, that's things like. Um, uh, the Last Judgment, The Second Coming, um, oh, it's um, The War in Heaven, The Messiah, things like that. It's a general end of the world things. Um, others, such as the 2011 End Times project Prediction, um, fictional, including like alien invasions and zombie apocalypse, and organizations, which, you know, fair. Oh, man. Okay. This global catastrophic risk section is definitely something I'm coming back to. Um, which is kind of a horrible thing to say, but, you know, it's good podcast content. So, uh, as the kids like to say, deal with it. Uh, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit with uh, some jokes. That's what I'm going to do. That seems like a really good idea right now. Let's see. Uh, Alright, get ready for ASMR jokes. <clears throat> I got an email the other day telling me to read maps backwards. Turns out it was just spam. So, I named my phone Titanic. So now whenever I use Bluetooth, it tells me that the Titanic is sinking. What did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? 58. I'll tell one more. Oh, here's, here's a very fitting one. 6.30 is the best time on a clock. Hands down. All right, all right. That's wonderful. I would love it if we were half an hour to midnight. That sounds like a great thing to do. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. This song's been in my mind all episode. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> um, excuse me. 
Songs been in my mind all episode. Uh, I will go with. We'll just do. We'll do a classic. Classic by MKTO. In fact, yeah, that's what we'll do. Because I was singing it earlier. Sure, that works. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna end the episode because I don't want to have another hour long episode right now. Um. I will catch you all next time. And goodbye.